Chapter 2 on Human Foibles Many years ago, I was working as a chief system analyst. The job involved a lot of traveling for the project work. Sometimes to a small village, sometimes to a neighboring city. Often, my work compelled me to travel on our holidays as well. One particular Friday, I was looking forward to the weekend. The coming Monday was a holiday for some festival and taking advantage of the long weekend, my sisters and I had decided to meet at our grandmother's house in our native Shigao. Sunday was a full moon night and a special moonlight dinner was going to be arranged for us. Moonlight dinners are favorite family occasions for the people of Northern Karnataka. We were all in a hurry to wind up for the day when I heard someone calling out, Kulkarni, can you come to my office? My heart sang. It was my boss calling me by my maiden name and judging by his tone, the matter was urgent. Even though I was on my way out of the office, I stopped to inquire what he wanted. Sorry for disturbing you, but your service is required urgently, he said, handing over a letter for me to read. It said that I had to visit a project site within the next two days. No problem at all, sir. I shall attend to it, I said. I was used to working throughout the week, so cancelling my travel plans did not bother me. My work gave me more happiness than any celebration or outing. The next morning, I left for the small town where the project was based. By the time I reached the town, it was already noon. But it looked as though the day had just begun there. The shops were just opening and the folks were setting out to work. As I was walking from the bus stand, a young lad hurried towards me and said, Sorry I am late ma'am, I was supposed to receive you at the bus stop. He was our client's representative and had come to take me to their office. We reached the office after a few minutes walk. It was a small office. Though by no means modern, it was neatly furnished with some old but reconditioned furniture, everything in its right place. They were all waiting for me and I felt comfortable as I sat down. The cool buttermilk they offered me was most refreshing. Before beginning my work, I was introduced to a neatly dressed young man who was supposed to coordinate with me. He was quite well-mannered and seemed very confident and bright. I was pleasantly surprised to see the good quality of his work. It had a professional touch. I was told that he was a most well-read man in that town. He had documented his work very well and efficiently. Because of this, our job was completed sooner than expected. I did not forget to compliment him when I was about to leave. He went pink at my appreciation and insisted that I join him for a tea at his residence nearby. His house was also well kept. By tea time, his conversation had taken on a personal note. He talked about his parents, his job, he introduced his wife and two-year-old son. He spoke with admiration about his wife's cooking, her beautiful voice, her achievements during her school days. Then he called for his son, who immediately came in and stood by my side with a folded arms, almost as if he had been trained to do so. As soon as his father asked him to recite a rhyme, he started to do so in his clear, childish voice. I acknowledged his recitation by nodding my head. The father did not seem satisfied with such a nominal recognition of his son's talent. He asked the child to identify all the letters of the alphabet from an old chart hanging on the wall. These are things that children usually hate to do, yet parents continue to force them.
poor kids the demonstration in my host house went on for nearly half an hour until the child began to show signs of restlessness and irritability the mother wisely took him away to the kitchen hopefully to reward him with a chocolate or a biscuit i realized that the father was expecting to hear some compliment from me about his son your child is very bright for his age i said naturally i have trained him like that from infancy he said with a pride it sounded like he had been training his 2 year old child from the day of his birth so you feel that it is only by training that a child can become a bright like this i asked no no heredity and the genes also play an important role my son has taken after me his face shone with a pride and i was curious to hear more after all i had an hour to spare before my bus departed you must have been a good student in your college days i prove yes i was always a first ranker in my school and college days he replied clearly appreciative of himself where did you graduated from i graduated from bvp engineering college hubli i became alert i knew hubli it was my college which year i asked in 1972 with the first rank did you secure the gold medal also i persisted yes i did obtain the gold medal for that year he said growing with self satisfaction by this time i was able to size him up quite clearly and what i saw suddenly me may i see your gold medal i inquired suddenly the mood in the room changed why don't you believe me his voice was uncertain no i just want to see the gold medal you secured in 1972 i repeated It is very precious to me so I have kept it in a bank locker he said I did not give up which bank why should i give you such a details he demanded annoyed with my persistence everything was clear by now i think it was clear to him too the warmth of hospitality was gone it was time for me to go while walking towards the door I said I don't have to know any of the details about your bank or a gold medal it's none of my business but I'm sure that the medal cannot be with you how can you say that and that too so confidently he was quite angry by now because I told him sadly I secured that gold medal in 1972 and only one gold medal is awarded each year he was stunned by this revelation and stared blankly at me I look at him and ask gently you are bright you are good in your job why do you have to lie what do you gain from it the click of the front door shutting behind me was the only reply i received